Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of 2023. You are listening to the Subi and You podcast. Yes, the podcast is back. I took a break, a much needed break, but it was very nice and just needed some time to not do a whole lot. And uh, it was much needed, but I'm back. The podcast is back and the guests are back. Also, can't go without saying Happy New Year, everybody. 2023. I know 2022 was good for some, maybe not so great for others, but hopefully 2023 will be much better for everybody. But how about not just 2023? How about just from now on? Why do we have to designate specific years and break it up into this year was great and that year was not? It's all about time, and our time here is not very long, really. I mean, time does go by fast. Sometimes it goes by slow, but we're all here together, and it shouldn't matter what year it is, should it? It's just all of us enjoying this time to ourselves, with loved ones, with family, with friends, out on the trails, wherever it is, it's all time. Speaking of time, this time on the Subi and You podcast, I have Greg, who goes by Gray Not Blue 22 and he comes on here to talk about his cross-track, his Subaru journey, and also some other things that he enjoys in his life. And that is the other thing that he enjoys or that he does in his life is the reason for purchasing his Subaru Crosstrek. So we get into that later And we don't give any spoilers early on. You just have to wait and listen for it. So, of course, for everybody that celebrated New Year's, I hope everybody had a great weekend and enjoyed some time off. I know I enjoyed my time off, and I'm very thankful for that. I got two four-day weekends in a row with Christmas and New Year's with the eves and the days being on Saturday and Sunday. So I was very thankful for that. So if this is your first time listening, this intro is going to be a little bit long and... So I apologize for that for people that have been listening since the beginning or have been listening for a while. You will understand. And I appreciate all the understanding and I appreciate all the support for the podcast. I've been doing the podcast for two years. So as of this episode, we're moving into the third year of the podcast. And it's been an incredible journey. Many of you know some of the things that have happened the people that I've met, and it's been really, really wonderful. However, this is not a bad thing. I have spent a lot of time dedicated to the podcast. I've spent a lot of my free time working on the podcast, and I realized that I was trying too hard to make this something full-time. I was working so much time and so many hours at the podcast as if it were my full-time job, but of course, I'm not making full-time pay. And because I have dedicated so much time to the podcast, I haven't dedicated time to myself, and I haven't, which is why I needed the break. So, but I haven't taken the time to dedicate time to my health to my wealth and to my fitness and eating better. So I needed this time for reflection. 
This is not me saying that I'm not going to be doing the podcast anymore. The podcast is going to continue on. There will still be an episode every Monday. That is what this started off as. It started off as a place for people to share their stories, to share their love of their Subaru and talk about their mods, places that they've gone and it turned into so much more because it's I didn't take into account what it would mean to the people listening when I first started this. In the last episode I did, entitled Goodbye 2022, I read off some of the DMs that people have sent me, and I'm going to read one more today, and this is exactly what I'm talking about when I didn't realize what the podcast would mean to other people. This person said, Dude, I just had something happen that had me all tearful. Full discretion, but I had a random package come today from Primitive Racing. I open it up, and it's a rear skid plate. It's from someone I know that I'm helping with their relative with their relative sobriety. I messaged them both, and they said my podcast episode and my guidance on helping someone recover has changed their lives. It's helped them with their relationship as brother and sister, and the person I've helped is on day 80. Man, this is mind-blowing. So knowing that somebody's episode has helped to change somebody else's lives because they listened to it and they heard what this person had to say, and for those of you listening that have heard the episode, you may know who it is, even though I'm not going to say who it is. But I just wanted to share that because it really means a lot to me when I hear stories like this or get messages like this that the podcast has had such an impact on somebody's life. Because again, I was just setting this up to share people or give people a platform, a place to share their love of their car and talk about their mods and things. So knowing that it's helping to change other people's lives is even better. That just makes it all more worth it. So getting back to what I was saying, my my point is, is that I'm going to dedicate more time to myself and not spend so much time on the podcast, which again does not mean that the podcast is going away. There's still going to be an episode every Monday. I just need to focus more on myself and my health and my fitness because by taking care of myself, everything else will be better in my life. And I'm not saying that other things in my life are bad, but I'm thinking how much better could everything else be in my life if I take care of myself first? How will that impact everything else in my life for the better? And I just think I can be a better person to myself, a better father, a better boyfriend, a better friend, maybe even a better podcaster. Who knows? So I just need to take care of myself. And I think not 2023 oh it's a new year we should do better we should do more i think just in general in our lives you know if there's something that you're struggling with or if there's something that you've been wanting to do more of then do it my brother once told me you always say i want to do this i want to do that i want to do this i want to do that i want 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 he said just effing do it and i started to do it And I was doing it for a long time. I wanted to run more. I wanted to eat healthier. I wanted to work out more. There's a lot of things that I wanted to do and I wasn't doing them. And then I stopped doing a lot of those things because I dedicated so much time to the podcast, which is not a bad thing. 
But many people that I've talked to that know that I've spent a lot of time doing the podcast, so many people have told me, make sure you take care of yourself, including my girlfriend. And that one, listening to her, having her tell me that should be the most important thing and the most important person to hear that from. And I wasn't doing it and I was letting myself down. And she told me that it was hard for her to see that. It was hard for her to see me not doing the things that I truly enjoy and not taking care of myself the way that I was before or when we met and before we met. And again, I spent a lot of time working on the podcast. And again, it's not a bad thing, but I wasn't taking care of myself and I need to. I'm going to be 50 this month. So I really need to start taking care of myself. And it is important to me. I just need to show that it's important to me. I need to do it for me, not for anybody else, but for me. We should always do it for ourselves first. And then it trickles down into all the other aspects of our lives, which is a really good thing. So with all that being said, one of the things that I am going to change about the podcast moving forward for now anyway is I'm no longer going to be doing the Wednesday Subi Scoop. That also took up a lot of time because it took up time to research and figure out what events were going on. It took time to, because I would write it all out so that I could read it off and make sure that I got everything right. Sometimes I would message people and get clarifications on things and just recording it. And sometimes I was up really, really late recording it because I just would have other things going on and I lost a lot of sleep. That also does not mean that I'm never going to be making announcements anymore because there are some really big events that come about and I want to make sure and cover those. And I think I can be more efficient and cover just the main things, the big things, and cover those in the beginning of each episode and not have to do the Subi Scoop. And I still want to do some bonus episodes occasionally too. It's just making the time to do it. But again, my time has to come first and hopefully that'll make everything else better in my life, as I mentioned. But speaking of events, for the majority of the announcements that I've done, it's been for Soft Road Nation, Rugged Roo Crew, Subis of the Corn, some Mountain Roo here and there. So go follow those pages. Go follow all the Soft Road Nation chapters. Go follow Rugged Roo Crew. Follow Subies of the Corn, Mountain Roo. And check in on their Instagram pages and their Facebook pages on a regular basis. And there you will find all of the events that may be happening or occurring around you. And that's, that's how I was getting my information. And... I did enjoy being able to share that with everybody, but for now, I have to take some of my time back. So I just wanted to let you know, and I hope that's not too upsetting to people because I know you enjoyed a midweek episode and something to listen to. But again, doesn't mean that I won't be putting out any bonus episodes or any other material besides just the Monday episodes. So there's the news, there's the Subi scoop, the Subi and you podcast scoop, and I just, I know that people will understand, and I really appreciate it, I really appreciate all the support, I appreciate everybody listening from the very beginning, and for all of the new people that have come along recently. So, 
Don't forget to go check out cbnupodcast.com. Also, we've got some great merchandise for everybody if you want to help support the podcast and rep the podcast. So go check that out. And now we will get into this episode with Greg, who goes by Gray Not Blue 22. And be sure to stay tuned and listen all the way through because I put in a few bloopers at the end. I think that's something new that I want to try to start doing for the podcast when I can remember to do it. But I mess up a lot. So anyway, here we go with this episode. I hope you all enjoy it. Uh, thank you for taking the time to do this right before Christmas, but I want to let you know and everybody else know, and I mean, it's going to be obvious when this comes out, but you were my first guest of 2023, and I'm really excited to have you on because you do have a Subaru, you have a Crosstrek, and we can get into that, and then there's something else that you do that I'm not going to put in the title when I post your episode because I want people to find out about it, but and we'll talk about that later, so don't mention that yet. But go ahead and introduce yourself. Let us know what you drive and what part of the country you live in. Yeah, my name is Greg Brashear. Um, I drive a 2022 Subaru Crosstrek Sport. Uh, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and yeah, I do like photography and all kinds of stuff. So and my Subaru makes doing all that stuff a lot more fun. Yeah. So what is your professional career? Because the thing that we're going to talk about later that I, I want to <laughs> say for later, because it's it's such a cool topic and it's really, I enjoy wa- seeing what you're doing with your other account, but what is your actual like professional career? Uh, my professional career is I am a wedding photographer and videographer. Um, and I'm also like kind of a freelance photo and videographer. So I'll, I do things other than weddings and video um, I went to school and got a degree in television production and I worked in television and did music videos and all that stuff for years. Nice. So that's kind of like my main, you know, like jobby job, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's, it's funny. I was, I was just talking to my dad about this, that, you know, I, instead of working Monday through Friday, my work days are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then my weekdays are the, are the weekends for me. Yeah. But you're only working those three days. It's it's working those three days, but it's you know each each day is you know especially if you're doing photography, it's almost always a twelve hour day. You're kind of in charge of the whole day, so it's a whole lot of stress. Especially like it's it's very front heavy because there's all these expectations kind of leading up to the ceremony, and then once you get through the ceremony, the rest of it's just a party. So that it kind of <laughs> get kind of gets easier after that. Yeah, you know. It's funny. Yeah. It's like you're, you're working Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's like a lot of people think like, oh, you work like three days. And it's like, yeah, but those three days can be pretty rough. And if I'm doing video, I'm carrying like so much equipment that after a a day of shooting video, I'm usually pretty sore too. And I'm guessing that being that you've been doing this for, I guess, I don't know how long you've been doing it, but it seems like something that you're passionate about doing. Yeah. Yeah. I did my first wedding in 1999 for my mom's wow. boss. Yeah. Um, and that one was video and it was for actually my mom's boss's daughter and that was in the summer. So I just graduated high school. I hadn't even taken like video classes yet, but wow. I had filmed like my friend skateboarding cause I always grew up skateboarding. We all filmed each other. 
So I was like, oh, filming a wedding, how hard could it be? And I, I'd never even been to a wedding before. And uh, so this one was actually like a Star Wars themed wedding. So I was like, <laughs> That's oh, this awesome. is sick. Like weddings have a theme? Like I'm so down. That's so cool. And then, um, and then the, the following fall, my mom's boss herself got married and she was a bit older. And that one, she wanted photos done. And I ended up, uh, I worked at a place called Wolf Camera at the time. So I just yeah. checked out. Uh, one of the cameras, it was like a Nikon, I think it was a F5 at the time. It was like their, their best camera they had. And, um, and I got like 50 rolls of film and I just oh shot like all day. And it was funny because, you know, I was able to develop the film and do all that stuff. So it went pretty well. So after doing those first two, ever since then in 99, I basically always would take like weddings as like side work all through the 2000s. And then towards the end of like the 20, somewhere around like 2010 to 2012, that was when video really changed from being like standard definition to HD. And so like yeah. the types of cameras you use started changing. And I also was doing a lot of skateboarding, like riding for companies and traveling and stuff. And so like I was doing less weddings. So when I really came back to it heavy around 2015, the gear was a little different for video. It was like using DSLRs for video. Yeah. Which, you know, I was used to using like dedicated video cameras and, you know, now it was like, oh, well, you can have like the same equipment and do two different jobs. So yeah, I actually like cool. that. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, pretty much ever since then it's, it's been doing this and working in television. It's, it's very cutthroat. It's very, you can show up one day and, you know, you, you're like, where's everybody at? They're like, dude, we're done. You know, oh, like a show wow. can get canceled. Just yeah. You know, it, something above your head, you know, somebody made a decision. And so I, I kind of got tired of that. And I got tired of, you know, just like I said, the way things go in, in TV and entertainment is, is kind of crusty. And um, so I just, there's always going to be weddings, always getting people getting married it's also yep. going to be the best day of somebody's life and it's like you get to be a part of that and you get to like make that memory for them and be a, you know I, I don't see like the downside <laughs> yeah yeah that's good and being that you skateboard do you like hang out with bucky lassick and <laughs> anybody? You know, it's, it's funny i i have not met bucky yet um i think he came through atlanta 20 years ago, I think on one of the Tony Hawk tours. Yeah. And I was kind of over at the other end of a skate park, like with all the street skating guys, like talking to them. And then I think Tony was there obviously not Bucky might've been on that one, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but I, I never made it over to like the vert stuff. Cause it was just like the layout of this park was kind of wonky. Yeah. It was like kind of hard to like, to get to meet everybody, but I have like friends that are in the industry and own companies and, and stuff like that. So Oh, um, cool. I've met most people in the industry, but I still have yet to meet Bucky. Yeah. And he, I cool. think he has turtles and tortoises, which is sick too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into your cross trick. You said it's a okay. 2021? 2022. Oh, 22. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, it's a sport. So your, uh, account says gray, not blue. Where'd that come from? How'd you come up with that? <laughs> um, that came from, I think I, while I was researching getting one, um, I always thought of it as like, oh, the, the cool looking light blue color. And then I, somebody in a group called it that. And somebody like wrote them back, like in all caps, it's gray, not blue. And I just thought that was <laughs> such a funny thing to say. And I also, when I created the account, I wanted to call it cool Greg khaki. 
but um, somebody already took that. Yeah. So gray, not blue, I thought was pretty good. Oh, that's good. That's uh, yeah. Somebody got yelled at and you're like, Hey, that's, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. Cause if you look at the car, it's not gray, it's blue. <laughs> yeah. Also, so I was looking, scrolling through your Instagram and I saw that you ordered your Crosstrek. Was it, did you order it because you wanted that specific color or what was it? Why was it that you ordered it? And how long was it before you actually got it from the time that you ordered it? Yeah. So, um, so it's kind of a long story, but, it, and it, and it kind of per- pertains to something we're, we're doing later. So one of my other jobs that we'll get into later, uh, required me to have a four wheel drive vehicle. And at the time I was driving a Honda fit and I, I love that car <laughs> to death. Yeah. I had a Honda fit sport with a six speed, nice. most fun, pleasurable therapy car ever. It was just, I loved it, but I couldn't get back into the places I need to get to unless I picked it up and threw it back there. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And so uh, the guy that I do the work for was like, you need to get, you know, a four wheel drive vehicle, you know, look into getting a Tacoma or something like that. So around like November last year, I started looking at Tacomas and four wheel drive. And it was like the wrong time to be looking for a car. It was definitely the wrong time to be looking at Tacomas. I mean, yeah you couldn't get into one for less than like 40 grand. I mean, if you did, it was like, you know, basically unobtainium. And then, um, I, so I started looking at other options and then in December, I think last year, um, I got a job where they were asked us to go down to South Georgia to do a survey on some, uh, indigo snakes. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. Needed a car for that. And, uh, my wife has a Subaru Crosstrek and, you know, that she wanted that car really bad. We both thought they were cool. We'd seen them around. We always thought they were cool. And, you know, I'd had buddies that had STIs and stuff when I was younger. So, um, I, Subarus were always on my radar, but we took her car on this and we drove through like sugar sand, mud, you know, back trails. And it, it hung with the two Tacomas that we were with. And I was like, oh, wow. So this, this car really is an option for what I'm doing. Cause this was no problem at all. Yeah. They're, um, they're way more capable than, than you think they are. And exactly. Then other people give them credit for. And that was one of the things that I really liked about it. A hundred percent. And so what I did is, um, I, I made like, I don't know how to use Excel. Like I learned it at some <laughs> point in school and then I forgot. So yeah. I literally did like a hand drawn Excel spreadsheet and I just started putting different cars and then their price. And then, the different pluses and minuses, you know, whether it was storage, gas mileage, comfort of the seat, you know, all of that stuff. And the only vehicle that checked just about every single one of those boxes was the Crosstrek. Uh, next to that was the Forester. Yeah. So still a originally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Originally I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm getting a Forester. So I was going to get a Forester Sport. And I had talked to, um, one of the guys at Subaru that sold my wife her car, uh, this guy, Sergio. Sergio is super rad. What's up, Sergio? I don't know if you're listening. Hey, but, if um, you uh, send it to him when the episode's done. I will. All yeah, right. Sergio's the best. And um, and so I was going to do the Forester, but then it was like the price. Was, it was like the price was just on, just on this like little line. It was like it was the Forester Sport was just a bit much. And like for just under that, I could have a Crosstrek Sport and have like a lot of stuff on it, you know? And, um, and then, you know, have some money left over for wheels, tires, whatever. And so 
I decided, okay, I'm going to do a cross trek. And I had to do, I had to put down, I think 500 to basically hold a place in line yep. in January. Yep. And then, so then, uh, January through February, I was just prepping the, the Honda fit to, to be for sale. And then I also had to pick the color and the color was tough because to me, the best color on cross treks is white. I just, I love the white color. I love the oh, contrast yeah. with the black. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And, yeah. and there's something about the lighter colors on the cross treks. There's little lines in the body that you can only see on like the white, the cool gray khaki. Sometimes like the silver shows it a little bit. There's like a, a few subtle lines around the hood and stuff. And yeah, I just really love that. And then I was iffy on the cool gray khaki. And so I, it was either that or the dark gray. Cause I, I did like dark colored cars and then I went to this Mexican restaurant and Sergio had texted me asking me if I had made a decision on the color. And I looked up and there was a cool gray khaki right in front of me under this street lamp. And it looked there's so cool. And I, I, yeah, I just saw it and I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah. I was like, there's not a lot of those out there in that color. Like, yeah, let's do that. Which is funny because, you know, now it's like the color everybody ordered <laughs> at the same time. So, yeah, yeah, it was like a, the truck showed up and everybody got that color. But so, yeah, I, I chose that color um, and it arrived March 11th. So I would get little updates between January and March. It was like having a baby. You know, they would tell me, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you've got this. And then all of a sudden I have a VIN number and then it's like, oh, it's at this factory. And then it's like, oh, now it's on a boat. Okay, now it's on the net, you know, now it got to the US. So it's in the third um, trimester. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> cool, man. It was, you know, I'm getting all these updates. And the funny thing was I sold the fit um to this guy. And it was funny, this guy responded to my Craigslist ad from like Arkansas. And he was like, Yeah, I'm interested in the fit. And I was like, Cool, man. I was like, Well, you know, let me know a day. And he's like, How about tomorrow? And I was like, from Arkansas? so this dude drove overnight bought my fit changed out the wheels on it in my driveway and drove wow he was was, uh determined yeah well because they were hard to find in the six speed and um so then he took off and i was like i don't have a car and i was starting to stress (laughs) and then the next day sergio messaged me a video of my car being like off the truck and they're taking all the plastic off so i was like dude that worked out so good yeah. You know, when you mentioned, I, I, I don't think I've ever mentioned this in the two years that I've been doing the podcast. I don't remember ever mentioning it, but when you said that you had to pay $500 to hold it, I remembered now when you said that, that I had to pay $500 to hold mine because mine was at another dealership and cause I wanted a manual and they didn't have any in the six Houston area dealership. So I had to pay 500 to hold mine too. Yeah. I mean, I hope so bad that they screwed up and made mine a manual by accident. <laughs> I was hoping so yeah. bad Sergio was going to be like, man, like your car showed up, but it's a six speed. We don't know what happened. I was going to be like, yes, but oh. no, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever screws up like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I have, I usually ask like why somebody buys a Subaru and why a cross trick, but you answered it. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and my color question. So where am I going to go from here? <laughs> so uh, when did your wife buy her Subaru, her Crosstrek? Uh, she bought it in June of 2021. And I think she was looking and we fa- we just found the dealer based on looking online at what was available. So I think she she knew what she wanted. And previous to that, she was driving a Mazda 3 that was my old car. Okay. And drove the wheels off of that thing. It, I mean, 
just drove it till like one day it just died in the middle of the road and that was it. <laughs> and you know, that was a, a great car. Yeah. Um, I always so liked when it came time for the Subaru, she was just looking for, you know, a white one in, uh, you know, whatever was available. So at that time they still had like dealer stock. Uh, these days it's, it's pretty rare for them to have a, a selection on hand. So she just found a dealer that had one specked out the way she wanted it, went, looked at it and bought it. So that was, uh, yeah, June of 2021. Okay. Yeah. So what are some, like you obviously looking at your Instagram page, you like to get out and do some exploring. So, uh, when we get into the other thing that you do later, <laughs> it's, there's a reason that you're some of the places that you post, but do you just enjoy getting out just for fun to go drive off road? I like to get out and drive. I've always had cars that it were basically I bought them to be driven. You know, the Honda Fit Sport was a fun car, but it was also a work car. The Mazda 3 was a fun car, but it was also a, you know, daily driver. Yeah. And then before that, I th- I think I'd sent you a picture. I was I used to be really into Volkswagens yeah. and tuning up Volkswagens and stuff. Um but off-road is like kind of a more recent thing just because I didn't ever have vehicles that wouldn't be dragging their oil pan all over the <laughs> ground. Yeah. So but I do like to get out and it's fun to to get out and explore like gravel roads or dirt roads or sand roads and see places that um, otherwise I wouldn't get to see. Yeah. And one of my favorite places in Georgia is that is called the Georgia Sand Hills. And it, it's weird. If you saw a picture of it, you would think it was like a Texas desert. But what it is, is it's where the Piedmont of Georgia, where all the hills and mountains are, drops down to the coastline. And millions of years ago, that was a literal coastline. And the sand hills is kind of like the dunes and like the the transition from the ocean to the land, you know, millions yeah. of years ago. So they're this really weird sandy area of, of like dunes and grass and really fun to drive through just because it's, you know, one of the few places in Georgia you can drive through like weird sandy stuff. Yeah. So when you mentioned, you know, other cars you get, you couldn't really be driving them off road without dragging the oil pan. Do you have <laughs> skid plates? Oh, on the on the cross track now. Yeah, yeah. I have a primitive racing front skid. Okay. Um, I still want to get the one for the differential, and I think there's one that covers up the CVT. So yeah, I still have two more I need to get. Yeah. So, so what other mods do you have on your cross track? Let's go ahead and get into that. Okay. Yeah. I. Actually, it's funny because if you look at my car, it looks pretty stock, which is what I want it to look like. But it's, I've got a lot of stuff, you know, once I wrote it all down for you, like, <laughs> you're, like, you're well, going to ask, wow. I was like, oh, I got to write all this down. And now I'm looking at it. And it's kind of long. Uh, the, but the, the Thule Canyon cargo basket, that was one of the things I had added by the dealer. Okay. And um, so that serves a purpose for work for hauling gear and, and miscellaneous things. So it actually gets used. Like I have a, a Academy Outdoors cargo box that I throw up there. And then like when I go camping, I throw a bunch of gear up there. Um, that thing's awesome. I love having that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's nice. I did the OEM, like the window guard things. Yeah. Um, and I did those for car camping cause I like to camp in my car so you can crack the windows and get some fresh air. Yeah. And if it rains, it doesn't get in there. Uh, tinted the windows because I live in the South and it's super hot. Uh, <laughs> That's important. Uh, one of my first mods that I really liked was the LP Adventure LP5s. Uh, they're like a 17-inch five-spoke wheel. And then I, I put the Nitto Nomad Grappler tires on there. And I chose the Nomad Grapplers because I always like Nitto tires on Volkswagens. And um, 
I saw that Nitto was making a tire specifically for like cross treks and foresters. And I just, I, you know, a lot of people do the Falcon wild peaks. They do the Toyos, they do the yeah. BFs and I, and those are all good tires, but I was like, oh, I wanted to do something a little different and just try out something different. And, uh, they've been really, really good. Uh, I like the wheels. I like having black wheels. So yeah, uh, those wheels look really good. And I don't know that I've, I may have seen those somewhere else, but when I was looking through your page, I was like, what are these wheels? These look really nice. So most people have them in 15s. Like, you know, like a lot of super mm-hmm. people, they do 15s. I did the 17s. Um, and my reason for doing 17s is, is I still like to drive like curvy asphalt roads. I like the the handling of like a, a larger wheel versus a smaller one. Yeah. Um, and then I don't really drive over a lot of like rocky terrain and like a small rim and a, a big thick tire is really good for like rocky terrain and you know most of the stuff i do is like dirt sand gravel yeah so um, you don't need that bigger sidewall yeah i mean I, i've thought about getting another set of wheels or something that are 15s and doing like a, a bigger tire and just switching out you know just for yeah. fun but um you know we'll, we'll see if i ever do that <laughs> um but yeah i like i like having the the 17s and they're a little bit different um, I also have a nameless executive exhaust. Um, that was one that, you know, it, my buddy had a STI and it had an exhaust back in the day. And I just love that sound that it makes. Mm-hmm. Um, the newer Subarus have equal length headers, so they don't make that same like kind of rumble. Uh, but I did do an exhaust on my car and it does have like a nice deep tone. And it's, you know, even a, a modern Crosstrek has like a deeper kind of sound to it than a normal four cylinder that's just the nature of the boxer engine yeah um and i put like a a bigger tip on it with a with a it's a resonated tip so it takes the drone out of it and also having the tip exit past the bumper you you're shooting the exhaust sound waves past the bumper right if you look at the shape of a hatchback if if you're if you have a turn down tip and all those sound waves are hitting the ground well now they're bouncing back up into your car what's a hatchback shape like it's shaped like a big drum yeah so that's why like hatchbacks get a lot of drone so i kind of modified the exhaust a little bit so i don't really hear a lot of it in the car and it, it sounds you know sounds kind of neat yeah i was also thinking you know this may be my last gas powered car you know it's like <laughs> yeah. i was like the way things are headed i don't know if if my next car will be gas powered or electric so why not Have run fun an exhaust it. while i still can yeah and before it's fake sounds yeah yeah Yeah, i've often thought it would be kind of funny to have like a any kind of electric car really but take an electric car and put some fake um especially a tesla because it's just so obvious but like take some yeah put some exhaust or some fake exhaust tips on it and confuse people yeah that i saw a bmw uh Hi, or it wasn't a hybrid i think it was an all-electric it's like their sports car looking thing and it actually makes like fake v8 sounds and stuff oh, the guy was cool. showing somebody the different sounds it makes inside the car um, exterior okay I, you know I've, I've thought about that too like put some subwoofers or something underneath and have it go you know <laughs> and uh, make some noises that's that's pretty cool yeah that's i guess that's the sound of the future so yeah, I I also have a STI brace, uh strut tower brace. Uh I threw a Canon filter in there uh just cuz you know, I figured that might be better than the the OEM filters. Yeah. Uh especially cuz I'm always getting like dirt and stuff in there. So it's like it's easy to just take it out and clean it. The rally armor flaps because I actually wasn't going to do mud flaps. And then um 
I was getting off of a gravel road one day and I happened to look in my rearview mirror and I just saw my car hurling pieces of gravel out behind me. Oh, wow. And I just thought to myself, you know, if I was going down this road and somebody did this to me, how furious I would be. <laughs> yeah. And so like I literally pulled over and opened up a, a, a page and, and bought them right there on the side of the road just because I was like, I was like, I felt so obnoxious slinging gravel everywhere. Yeah. What a jerk. And then uh, I have some overlays from premium auto styling. Oxido sent me some low beam headlight LEDs and fog light LEDs, and they've been amazing. Um, they're really good for, for going out at night. Uh, I think eventually I want to upgrade the fogs to the diode dynamics just because they're so awesome and so bright. I, I saw them on yeah. somebody else's car and I just was like, I need to have that. <laughs> and would you do them white or amber? So the fog lights are, yeah, they're like yellow, like the amber. Okay, yeah. And then the headlights are obviously uh, white. And then, um, let's see, I have a company, Haytrip Official. Yeah. Like they're called Haytrip. Um, they sent me an SUV tent and like air mattress. And those are like so good for car camping. You just put that tent over the car. You open up the hatch. It's got like a an awning. Um, and then the air mattress just fits in the car perfectly and I mean, I love car camping, so that worked out great. Yeah. And then another company called Rival 4x4 contacted me through Instagram and saw that I had a 2022 Crosstrek, and they sent me some free hood lifts. Oh, um, nice. To make sure that what they have fits the newest um, Crosstreks, and uh, they fit perfect. And, you know, now I when I go to pop my hood, I just lift, and it just comes up on its own. Yeah, I think that's something that I want to get. Because I've it's seen nice. other people do that, and it does seem very convenient. You don't have to sit there and put the little thing on, and it's just like raises it up. So yeah, my my brother has an Outback, and his you know comes with like the hood lift, so it's nice. He like pops his hood, and it just comes on up. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Other than having to use the stick of death. Yeah, I definitely I've seen quite a few people do the 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 struts for the hood and. That's something that I want to get because it's, I, I mean, I don't think it doesn't seem like it's too costly and it's definitely a very, very useful mod. Yeah. It's one of those mods that, you know, low key, you'll end up using the life of the car. Yeah. And it just makes like, it just makes like that one simple thing like that much easier. And it, it's, it's, it's funny how much nicer it is. Like just once you install it and you open it, you're just like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, like if I, I'm doing something for my wife's car or somebody else's car. And I have to like do that stick and then figure <laughs> out which hole it's supposed to go yeah. in. Cause all the holes look the same. You're like, kind of feel weird. Yeah. Is that all your mods? Or you still have some more. That's all that I remembered that I have written down. I think I all covered, right. cause we already talked about the skid plates. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff. So, so yeah, for the most part, that's what I've done so far. I haven't had the car a year yet. And, um, I'm trying to keep it as, OEM looking as possible, but there's still like other stuff I want to do. I think I want to get like a different grill, maybe that uh, yeah. Subaru Sport grill. That's nice. I think maybe I I think I was talking to you this uh, about the other night that I was looking at the uh, Ryko wheels. Yeah, like, oh, maybe I want to oh, do a different man. set of wheels. I don't know. Dude, the Ryko um, wheels are nice. Yeah, uh, I think I want to do more LED updates, like maybe for like tail lights and stuff like that. Um, have you done any some, of your interior lights? I still want to do that with my LEDs uh, on the interior. I have not. And it's funny because my brother did all the LEDs in his Outback and it's so much nicer. Yeah. It's like, it's another one of those 
cheap mods. <laughs> yeah. They're easy and they're they make so much of a difference, you know. Like yeah. you can do expensive mods like wheels and tires, and it's like every time you walk to your car, you're like, Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. But you get almost the same feeling from having, you know, like nice LEDs or something. Yep. Yeah, there's it's just adding the mods or just my wheels and my tires. Yeah. My shift knob that I use every day, I look at that, you know, and sometimes there's, you know, I see my Subi and you podcast decal in my rearview mirror all the time and that's really cool. But yeah, some, there's just those little things that you can add that like make a difference that bring a smile to your face every day. It, it's funny. Cause one of the best mods is like the skid plate, but you never see it. You almost yeah. don't even ever know it's there unless there's, you know, Until some you kind of it. crap in the road and you hear it go <laughs> bong. Like, oh, yeah. that That's when it's like satisfying to me when I hear something like kind of ping or knock on it when I'm yeah. driving down the road and I hear it and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've hit it a couple of times pretty hard and I'm like, oh, man, I hope that was a skid plate, <laughs> you know, and not yeah. like some uh, suspension components in the front. But yeah, yeah, yeah that that's the part that, you know, when you're, when you're going off road, you know, having done it enough now, um, I'm always kind of lining up the wheels and sizing up. Is there anything that could, you know, come into contact with something that's not covered? You know, yeah, you got to pick that line. Yeah. Do you get out with other people? Um, I've, I've met up with two guys here in Atlanta, uh, Grayson, who is, I think on Instagram, he's North Georgia Outback. Okay. And then uh, this guy, Wes, and he's, I think, 18 CGK Crosstrek on um, on Instagram. And they're both super awesome guys and super nice. And um, there's also a guy that does uh, a car group called Subi Crew ATO. Um, the hard part is, is most people meet up on weekends and that's when I'm working. So that's where that, that yeah. work schedule thing comes into play is the time that everybody else is free to do that stuff is when I'm working. And then the times when I'm free, everybody else is at work. So um, it's it's hard for me to meet up. I think I've tried to do some cars and coffee, but they're usually at like 6 a.m. And I've done a wedding till you know 12 <laughs> or 1 the night before. Yeah, you're not going to get and it like, that early. You know, yeah, and it didn't clean my car and you know stuff yeah. like that. You don't have to clean your car for cars and coffee, though. You know, if it's dirty, that's, that's you know, you show up I can and hide like, it in the back. Well, I mean, you know, you show up and they're like, oh, yeah, you're using it. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially if it's a cross track and you've got all, you know, you've got all terrain tires. I mean, I've showed up. I went to the big event here in Houston with my car, probably the muddiest it's ever been. It also or it's ever been. But it also looked the coolest it's ever looked being muddy. I got more looks in that week of time than I think I've ever gotten before, like the whole time I've owned my car. And it was just somehow the, the mud splatter on my car, just the way that it looked, it just drew attention and it was really nice. And I would have kept it on there if I could, but I showed up at the big event with my car, very muddy. And people were like, wow, you're really using your car, aren't you? I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny. Cause I've come back from South Georgia before my car has been just completely covered in mud and I'll pull over at like a rest stop or a gas station. And it is funny. Like people will give you props on it. They're like, yeah, brother, looks like you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yep. You know it. Because you had your Volkswagen before and you were doing modifications to it and you kind of liked yeah. to do that with, with that car. When you bought your Crosstrek, were you already planning on doing mods? So, um, 
you know, it, yeah, it was funny because I think when I was researching, I was like, okay, what vehicle, this goes back to, again, initially I was looking at Tacomas, you know, from the outset, I think the first Tacoma I thought I was going to get was going to be the army green, like TRD four wheel drive. Yeah. And I was like, that thing's almost $50,000. That ain't happening. So when I started looking at Subarus, like the Crosstracks and the Foresters, I was like, okay, can I keep these stock? Because the car I was driving at the time, the fit, the six-speed sport fit, after I changed the tires, it was just perfect as is. It carved a mountain. It it was like the classic, it's more fun to drive a slow car fast than a fast car slow. <laughs> it it yeah. was so perfect stock. And I only like tinted windows and I think um, changed tires. I mean, really didn't do anything. So my thought was, can I keep this Subaru stock? But then I started looking on Instagram and Facebook oh, and getting into the groups. Yeah. And I discovered this really and surprisingly rich like culture behind the the cross tracks and um, the soft roading and the off roading with the cross tracks and the foresters. And it's, it, and it's, it's funny because it, if you're just going by the amount of photos, it really seems like there's a lot more cross tracks than there are like um, whatever the, you would call the latest gen foresters. Yeah. Um, so I knew as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to at least do wheels and tires. <laughs> and then, yeah, I, the the further I got into it, I was like, okay, I definitely need to do that. And then I was like, okay, I need to do that. And so I pretty much got it knowing I was going to modify it. Like I said, I could have spent more and got the Forester Sport with with the things I needed. But I knew if I spent a little less, got the Crosstrek Sport, it'd have the same engine and all that stuff, but I'd have money for wheels and tires. Yeah. And I found a guy that had the wheels and tires that I well, had the wheels that I wanted and I knew the tires that I wanted. And so I was kind of like, you know, before I even got the car, I was already dipping my toe in the water. You know? <laughs> oh, so did you see, did you see these accounts before you had your car? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a psycho man. Like when I get into <laughs> stuff, like I'm up till 4am. Oh like, just, yeah, me too. And, so before I even, before I even put the 500 down on my car, I was up till two or four in the morning, just every night, just looking at photos, reading articles, watching YouTube videos, just finding out as much as I possibly could and taking in like what other people have done, what works, what doesn't work. You know, I just full head on into it. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, I think when I first got the car, I was like, I'm going to lift it. I'm going to get a winch. You know, like I, I was like <laughs> yeah. ready to go overboard. And then I got the car and sometimes you forget when you get a brand new car, just enjoy it. Like being a perfect specimen of a brand new car, you know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. But, you know, with everything that you described with your mods, everything that you have has a function to it. Like, you, cause you know, mm -hmm. you were saying they're like, oh, I need to get that and I need to get that. I need to get that. But you had all these mods in mind and, you know, maybe you had some of the like the winch and the lift and everything on there. But what you ended up getting ended up being something that was functional for like like the the uh, little things over the windows. You said you liked a car camp. Those are mm -hmm. functional because you get your little cross breeze and then you get keep the rain out and then your basket, you use it for stuff. And then your skid plate, obviously a skid plate is useful for anybody if you're going off road. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was the thing is, you know, in the beginning, you know, when you're just basically making your mental Santa's wish list that you want on your car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course you're talking lifts and winches and, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of really cool stuff, but 
in in reality, I I did. I just kind of so far I've built the card just based on on what I need, you know. And so each each thing I have fulfills a need. I would say the only really superfluous stuff I have that is just because it would be like things like the overlays on the you know the headlights and the taillights. Yeah, and that's just because I I wanted them to look a little bit different. Uh, and that just comes from being a Volkswagen guy and like, you know, like the Jetta GLI had different taillights than the regular Jetta. Oh, they had like nice. little smoked parts on the clear. And so I, I like the way that looks. Yeah. So that's, that's just a little bit of that. But other than that, every single thing I have is kind of got like a purpose. Yeah. So what are some, like, what are five things that you always have with you in your car? Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember. Cause I know you, we're going to ask me that. I think it's, um, well, for one, I always have like water, like a big container of water. Cause like when I'm in the field, when I'm in the middle of nowhere, you never know, like, yeah, you know, especially as hot as it gets down here, you need to have some water. So I always have that. I also always keep an air pump in the back to air up tires. And I learned that from, from having cars that would, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I'd, hit something with a really low profile tire and it would go flat or, you know, something like that. So I'd have to pump up, pump up tires. My skateboard obviously comes with me everywhere I go. (laughs) Cause you you never know, man, I could be driving in the middle of nowhere. And the next thing I know, I see like, you know, some, some set of stairs or some rail or a ledge or something in front of somebody's building. And I'm just like, man, that thing just looks too perfect. So I have to like go mess with it. And then uh, a headlamp and flashlight, and that's for getting getting out and getting in nature at night. But that's also in case I have to get underneath a car or do anything. So I always have a headlamp and flashlight. And then I always have like a basic toolbox. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of boring. There's, no, there's, there's nothing but, I mean, cool in there. Again, that's useful stuff. For me, I always have gum and then I yeah. I always have like I have a small little toolbox that I always keep in there. I have my air compressor and then I now I have my battery, my little battery starter that I got, uh, my anti-gravity battery starter that I was using with my old battery that was dying until I got a new battery. Um and then what else do I have? Oh, I have my go treads in there that I haven't well, I haven't used them to get recovered from anything, but I've used them like when I went out to flat fest and when i went to the big event i just drove up on them to kind of put my wheels and on display you know but that's cool that, that they got used so yeah that that might be one of the next things too is is some kind of like traction boards or go treads or something just in case because i don't yeah. really have anything like that right now so yeah well speaking of like stuff that you keep in your car it's time to get into the other thing but what your car is most useful for and why you ended up having to get a car that has off-road capabilities. Cause this is a part that I've been looking forward to. I mean, this is a Subaru theme podcast. It's great <laughs> to hear people talking about their cars and you know, the passion for their cars and how they ended up buying one. But a lot of times the why behind they bought behind why they bought one is really just as important and interesting, but your why is very interesting. So let's hear it, man. Yeah. So um, what's what's kind of different, I guess, about, about my story and my situation with my car is that I am an alligator snapping turtle biologist contracted with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. And 
You know, it's funny. I didn't really go to school to be a biologist. I kind of Forrest Gump my way into it by <laughs> I've always worked with turtles and been knowledgeable about them ever since I was a little kid. I was, you know, I was like seven years old and reading like, you know, science books and, you know, full blown field guides and memorizing scientific names. So as I got older, um, I just kind of, you know, would always work with animals and turtles. And I started in the last three years doing a YouTube channel. And through my YouTube channel, I got to meet a lot of people. And that's how I met the guy, um, Dirk Stevenson, who is my boss. And uh, he offered me the opportunity to join him on these alligator snapping turtle surveys for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. And through doing these surveys, I'm, you know, yeah, now on paper, I am an alligator snapping turtle biologist. And so nice. he was the one that told me to ac access these places we're going to be trapping. I need to have a four wheel drive vehicle because our first summer doing it, I would park my Honda Fit at some country bumpkin gas station and then ride around <laughs> in his Tacoma. Yeah. And um, we would get back into, I mean, that first summer, it was hairy. I mean, we were just, you would drive through, the first thing you drive through on the way in was really soft sugar sand and the car just kind of floats over that. Then next thing you know, you're going through mud. Then after that, you're going through, you know, two feet of water in a cypress swamp. And then you're crossing that. Then you're going back through maybe some mud and gravel. And so we were just crossing all the stuff. And I was like, yeah, there's definitely no way I'm getting my car back in here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So my car enables me to do um, basically animal conservation. And with the Suwannee alligator snapping turtles, they're, um, they're, going to receive a uh, federal listing as an endangered species from the U S fish and wildlife service. And that's because they're limited to the Suwannee river drainage in South Georgia and Northern Florida. So basically you've got a really small compared to other rivers, small river system that starts, you know, in the Okefenokee swamp in Georgia and ends, you know, in Florida, uh, coming out, comes out just below the panhandle. And so these turtles have this limited range. And in the 60s 70s and 80s they were used as um food so the campbell soup company used them for their canned turtle soup what? so all these hunters and trappers and stuff during that you know those three decades they would trap these turtles and butcher them send them to louisiana where they would be butchered and it takes them a long time to mature you know it takes a little baby alligator snapping turtle about 30 years to get up to reproductive size and even Jeez. then if it's a female, she's so small, she's trying to avoid the males because the males can get almost 200 pounds. Wow. Females max out around 50 pounds. So it takes them a long time to be able to reproduce and yeah. they don't lay as many eggs as a lot of other turtles. And they're, they're really sedentary and they're, they're just, they're really enigmatic reptiles. And I, I, I really like them a lot. And I've, I've kind of been around them my whole life and it's really neat to have this ability to get back into places first off that's private property that nobody can get to so yeah. we have like a little key and we go through a gate and i mean we get to see all kinds of stuff and uh so when we're trapping it's monday through friday off-road all day long <laughs> so like by the end of the week you're just like you're just praying to be on pavement for a while because it's, I mean, it, it, it's funny everybody yeah. loves getting out and hitting the off-road on the weekend for a day or two but when it, when that's all you're in all day and it's hot and, you know, you're trying to get through palmetto thickets and scrub oak and, um, you know, sand, like 
we've got a couple of places where you cross these sand pits and it looks like something out of star Wars. You think there's going to be something down there eating. <laughs> yeah. And, and the sand is like so soft, it's like a powder. And so I remember the first time I drove through this one sand pit, I had like my buddy with me and he had an outback and he wouldn't take his outback through it. And I was like, all right, man. I was like, well, we're just going to, we're just going to oh, try it. Yeah. You know? And I just gunned it. And it's funny because at first you get a little uneasy because you feel the car kind of float and shift side to side. Yeah. But then I, then it just goes. And it, it's funny because my dad had boats growing up. It felt like driving a boat. It just like plows through the sand and floats over it like a boat. And so it doesn't no big deal. Sink, in, sink into the sand? No, it, it's all about momentum and approach. So you can, you can go hauling balls into the sand. Or you mm-hmm. can tiptoe into it. it. It's almost better to go fast into it if you have the ability to keep that momentum even. Yeah. If you go real slow, the worst thing you can do is stop. But like if you go too slow and then you have to give it power, now you're going to start losing traction. But the neat thing with Subarus is, is like it, it's almost counterintuitive to a lot of people. But if you just keep if you just keep your foot down and you just trust the car to sort it out, it'll almost always sort it out. Yeah. It's, it's different than, you know, cause I, you know, I work with guys and they all have Tacomas. They all have different years of Tacomas. It's like every single guy has a Tacoma, except for the U S fish and wildlife vehicles that are like these Fords that are terrible. Like, <laughs> but you know, all of them, it's like, you know, they've got four high four low and yeah. like the way they go through is different, but a Subaru, you know, they're designed for loose surfaces. So if you're in sand, if you're in mud, if you're in anything slippery, you just let it have it. The car will sort it out and it does it in a more like almost more aggressive way. Like I, I always equate Subarus as being like the little terrier, or like a pit bull. They're just so tenacious <laughs> yeah. the way they go through off road. And, you know, they're really happy. Like the cross truck is really happy to kick the back end out, which is super fun. Like oh, you, yeah. you don't expect it. And then next thing you know, you're like, it kicks out a little bit and you're like, oh, hey. So um, it, it's been a great uh great vehicle for that and i've often described it to people as like yeah when i'm out when i'm out there and i'm in the middle of that stuff like that car is my best friend because yeah. i know it's going to get me where i need to go and it's going to get me out of where i need to be so um, have you never gotten stuck never gotten stuck that's and that's awesome. the other thing is it's it's really stressful monday through friday off-road because none of us has a winch <laughs> we <laughs> no have go treads we have a yeah we don't have any treads i've i've the, here's the funny thing. The only cars that have gotten stuck have not been the Subaru. Oh, the, nice. the Tacoma has the, the newest Tacoma has gotten stuck and I've had to take a bunch of logs and put them under the tires and like, you know, get them out of a, a bunch of mud that way before. Um, the, one of the fish and wildlife trucks got stuck and, and mud and water was totaled. Like it took water into the engine and then, I think one of the Tacomas almost got stuck, but I was able to kind of talk him out of it. But yeah, that's the other thing is if, if you don't have any recovery stuff and you're on these missions, you can't lose a day either, you know, cause yeah. this is all being done through the federal government. So you have to have your, your full days. So it's like, we can't waste a day with the car getting stuck or something. So we all have to be really good and really careful. So that doesn't leave a lot of like playtime off-road, even though some of it's pretty fun. The, uh, but one time we have a guy that comes out and he came two times this year and he comes in his wife's Subaru Ascent 
And I remember when he showed up with that thing, I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh man, we're really taking an ascent through here. And that was the trip where it had rained the week before. So there was just mud everywhere. There were ruts everywhere. And that Subaru Ascent went through everything. And it was on like the 19s with like the street tires. <laughs> wow, it was like the that's full impressive. like limited like luxury version. And he was just ripping it through there. Yeah. I was so do impressed it. with the Ascent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that Subi family, they I had them on really early on. And uh, they live up in the Washington area. And they have an Ascent. And they've got skid plates on it and all-terrain tires and stuff. And yeah, they've... That's uh that's really nice because I was I remember when I had them on I was asking them if there are any issues with it being heavier and you know getting through trails and stuff and they said not really. Yeah, I th- I think because it has like the turbo engine, it has like more power, and that was kind of what I was noticing is it was like you know it's bigger and it's definitely heavier, but you know I was watching it because I think um, for two trails, he was in front of me and then two trails, he was immediately behind me. So I would either watch him in front of me or in my mirror, but he would just power through everything. It was, it was so awesome to watch. Yeah. That was really cool. So with your car and the way you've got it set up, your basket and everything, what equipment or tools do you need to take with you when you're going out and doing, um, going after these alligator snatch snapping or what what are they called? Sorry. They're alligator snapping turtles. Yeah, These alligator are the snapping Swanee turtles. species. So, okay. um, um, so yeah, so the roof basket, my, when I bought the car, the roof baskets main purpose was turtle traps. So we have these four foot diameter hoop, tra- hoop traps. And so they have like four rings on them and you expand them out like an accordion and there's a cone and the turtles go in and they can't come back out. Yeah. And so the thing is, is like after a day or two of trapping and you've had bait in there, those traps are disgusting and they smell disgusting. (laughs) So if I need to move any around, I don't want to move them around inside my car, but I'll strap them to a roof basket. And so that makes it really easy. And then I also have, um, you know, different cargo boxes that might have tools or some of it, you know, maybe it'll be my dry clothes or my wet clothes. And then I have a really long igloo cooler. And that's for putting bait in. And the bait is two, sometimes three buckets of frozen chopped up fish. And that's our bait. So, you know, we've got like catfish heads, carp heads, just all kinds of different fish. And so when we bait the traps, we're, you know, putting all that in there. Thing is, is like, you know, during the summer in South Georgia, those (laughs) buckets, I don't care what kind of cooler you have, man, they start to melt. And then like we, the other thing is we always have to have one that's thawed because we have to have bait to pull from. So I have to put that one back in that cooler. So I always have one that's a little gamey. And so, (laughs) so yeah, so there's a few pictures. I think, I think they might be on my Instagram where like, you'll see like my car parked and all the doors and windows open. And that's because I just put that gamey bucket back inside the cooler inside the car. So I'm like making sure that smell gets away. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> but yeah, we, we have like, I mean, I have clothes specific to doing it. I wear like, um, I have like a dry fit pants because you're going through so many thorns and saw palmetto and then you're getting in and out of the river. So you, you want to dry out quick. You know, the river's also got a lot of alligators in it. And that makes it fun. Um, you're <laughs> setting traps for alligator snapping turtles, but there's Jeez. real alligators in there. There's a lot of different fish and snakes and stuff like that um and then the 
the land surrounding the river is also home to the eastern diamondback rattlesnake, the canebrake rattlesnake, oh, indigo fine. snakes, gopher tortoises. I mean, there's just all kinds of reptiles. I think we got a coral snake one morning last year, and uh, we scooped it up in a hat, took some pictures of it, and moved him out of the road. So it's it's really fun. And then the, the neat thing with the cross track sport is it has the same seat material that you find in like the wilderness um, okay. Subarus. So it has the, I think it's called StarTex. So I can get in and out of my car soaking wet and then it just dries out, you know? And if I got mud on me, it just like wipes off clean. That was actually the main reason I chose the sport. If I wanted, I could have got a limited, but I, I, I really was like, oh, I need that StarTex material on the seats. And then I also kind of liked the overall vibe of the sport a little bit more. Yeah, it's um, nice. More power too. Yeah, yeah. The 2.5 is nice. Um, I did drive... Um, I have driven a couple of the, the 2.0 cross tracks and I feel, I can feel the power difference. It's like around town, it seems about the same, but merging on the highway or going up a steep hill, it's like, Oh, okay. This is where that extra power, you know, comes in. Did your wife um, have a sport also? Yeah. Hers is a sport also. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny. Like my favorite cross tracks though, are the first gen. Like a 2017 for me is like the pinnacle of styling for cross tracks. It's like just everything on them just looks so cool. I don't know if you follow, I think it's Morimoto STI. Yeah. On, he's got like a STI swap cross track in yep. the desert khaki. Yeah. That, that one is probably the single most inspiration for my car. Cause everything he did is like really clean. Yeah. It just looks really good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That would uh, it'd be cool to get him on here and talk to him about that. Cause that thing has got to be extremely fast. Yeah. For a cross. Yeah. That thing. <laughs> and it's just such a good overall build. It's like, it's not over the top. It's, um, it's just really clean. So I was just going to kind of wrap up and just, uh, as far as talking about like the, the alligator snapping turtle trapping. So, so yeah, so we catch the turtles. We basically, we catch them and then we measure them. We weigh them, we sex them male or female, and then we, um, mark them by uh we have like a number system so the edges of the shell have what's called scoots and each one of those we basically have like a little map and it just says oh this one is 10 20 40 70 and this is one two four seven and then so that combination gives you you know a, a huge amount of possibilities for number combinations so we mark those parts of the shell then we insert a pit tag under the skin it's the same little kind of tag you would have for like your dog or something that has a scanner mm -hmm. and that gives it a, each turtle a unique number. And so what we do is we release these turtles and then we, throughout the year, we'll do different sessions in different areas of the river. And then we return to those areas of the river. How many turtles are we recapturing? How many turtles are we getting that are new turtles? And then have these turtles moved upstream? Have they moved downstream? How much have they grown? So that's all the scientific data that we're collecting the really neat thing is, is we're finding that there's actually more of them than we thought there were because we don't get a lot of recaptures. We get recaptures, but we don't get a lot. We're just catching mostly new turtles all the time. Um, we've had a couple that have moved a pretty good distance, which is cool. And we've had a couple that have put on a lot of growth, which is really cool. So that's like kind of the, the science end of it. The way I see it is I'm getting paid to play with turtles. Like every time I do it, I'm like, I feel bad because I'm like, man, you know, I would do this for free, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and it's something that you've been, you know, researching and, and just kind of like interested in since you were a kid. So now you're an yeah. adult and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting to do this for a job. 
Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's taken over my life to the point where, you know, I've got a YouTube channel where I talk about turtles and I show turtles and my entire backyard is a sanctuary for turtles. I've got multiple ponds in my yard, different enclosures set up for box turtles, tortoises. Um, I even have alligator snapping turtles in my yard. Uh, There's a company called Aquascape out of Chicago and they came and built a literal stream that flows through my backyard for turtles to live in. And there was like a whole video series on building this stream. And it's, it's really surreal that, you know, every time I go into my backyard, I've got this basic like little paradise back there. And it's just all, it all came from the fact that I just really care about turtles and, you know, taking care of them. Yeah. So what's your Instagram handle and your YouTube channel so people can find you? So yeah, it's, uh, my Instagram is just at Greg's Turtle Haven and my YouTube channel is Greg's Turtle Haven. Nice. And, um, yeah. And you know, if, so if you, if you want to check any of that stuff out, you know, that's where you can kind of see what I've been up to with, with all the turtles. And then, um, I do have some videos where I show like, you know, me and the cross trek going out and looking for snakes and turtles. I've got a video I'm editing this week and it's all about road cruising, which is where you get in your car and you drive roads looking for snakes or turtles crossing the road. And I shoot some video, talk about each species, talk about, you know, biology of them. And then we move them across the road in the direction they're headed and keep going and find the next thing. Nice. So, yeah, so that's, it's really neat that I'm able to say that, you know, my cross trek is a big player in my ability to do what I do. Yeah, no, that's really good. And how far have you had to move the, like how far do you move the turtles when you find them and trap them and then move them somewhere else? So uh, when we trap them, we basically, um, we, the way we do it, some guys, some guys collect traps by boat and then they bring them to a central place to do the, what's called processing, which is all the measuring. We do it by hiking through the woods. So we park our cars and hike through the woods when we set our traps and then we set a GPS location. So every time we check a trap, we process the turtle, measure it, all that stuff. Even if we want to shoot some photos or video, we do it right there and then let them go right there where they were caught. Okay. Yeah. The only way we would move a turtle is in the event of like, say there's like one crossing a road or something and it's, and you wouldn't see this with alligator snapping turtles, but other types of turtles, sometimes you'll find them crossing a road and you're like, where did you come from? Why (laughs) are you, why are you in front of a Coles? You know? Yeah. (laughs) So, so sometimes in that event, you would, you know, just want to check with like a state DNR or something like that. And then if, if the only option is relocation, then usually I look for the closest, uh, WMA, like wildlife management area. It's usually a good place to go. Okay. Um, but generally when you find a turtle crossing the road, you just want to do it in the direction it's headed. Yeah. My girlfriend has, she usually keeps plastic bags in her car because she mm-hmm. has stopped and taken and picked up many turtles off the road and, you know, put them off onto the side. And uh, yeah. she's like, yeah, I've had people like honking at me and stuff. And she's like, I don't care. I'm stopping and picking up this turtle and moving it. So it's, uh, it's really cool. Like when she told me that, I was like, that's so awesome of you that you do that, you know, that you stop yeah. and actually take the time to do that. So, Sounds like she's a keeper. Oh, she is for sure. For many, many reasons. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. She's a good person if she's doing that. Yeah. No, she, she really is. And that's, I mean, that's one of the things I love about her. Many things, but I was looking on, so on your profile, it says USFW. Is that the mm-hmm. United States Fish and Wildlife? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. yeah, that's kind of the, 
text lingo, I, I guess. I guess the way, when I put it up there, I was so used to the way, like, when I message back and forth with people or do emails, we just put USFW for U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Yeah. I guess technically it's USFWS for U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so getting kind of back to your cross-check again, what would you say about your cross-check best matches your personality? Uh Oh man, that's pretty deep. Um, probably, especially the way it's set up now, just adventurous and ready to, to go anywhere. Cause that's, that's how I am. Like my yeah. wife says I'm a busybody, and that I'm always trying to not be at home and get out and do stuff. So <laughs> yeah, that's good. If you had to describe your cross track in one word, what would it be? In one word? Oh, fun. Just something yeah. simple, just fun. Cause it's every yeah. time I look at the car, I just think fun. And then, you know, when I sit it and drive it, it's, it's fun. Um, just everything about it is just kind of fun and, you know, it makes you smile. Yeah. So when you were, before you even had it, you know, you were finding all these people on Instagram and everything. So you started learning about the community. Do you like have a lot of interaction with people in the community? Not really. Do you, do you mean like online or? In, yeah. Yeah. Like through Instagram and stuff. I have like a few people, I think on, on my Instagram page that, you know, we like each other's photos and I, and we share each other's photos and stuff, but, and and I've had a few people where we message back and forth a little bit and we'll just kind of talk about a mod or uh, maybe somebody asks me like, you know, where I took a photo or something like that, but yeah, not a whole lot. I, I just think that, you know, it just, it's, I haven't put a lot of effort into like the Instagram page. Like I have like, you know, like my turtle stuff and all that. So I'm still kind of, I'm still trying to like kind of grow it and stuff. But, um, the, the interactions that I have had, I mean, everybody's super rad. That's like, what's neat about the Subaru community for the most part is just everybody's like, especially I've noticed people with the same car, like people with like cross tracks are like, really into people with cross tracks and really <laughs> yeah. supportive and stuff. And it, yeah. it's really rad. It's like, you know, I, you know, I don't get a lot of guys with WRXs or anything giving me props, but you know, I also, you know, I get it. That's like, it's not like the other side of the fence. It's just, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just, a, it's different a different platform. flavor and stuff. Yeah. I mean, trust me, if I had the money, I'd have a WRX in the garage too. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, that would be nice. But, um, everybody's just been super cool. Everybody's, um, there's a lot of positivity. You know, when I was in the Volkswagen scene, it was similar. Like if you passed another Volkswagen, you, everybody like kind of gave like the little peace wave. But, you know, if you jumped on like the VW forums, I mean, back in the early 2000s, VW Vortex was notoriously just toxic. But it was yeah. also like a lot of just tough love. And, you know, yeah, you know, you, you post your car that you're proud of and people post a meme as a response or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was kind of how it went, but it was, it was also just fun. You know, what do you love most about your cross track? And if there was something you could change about it, what would it be? The thing I love most is, um, probably just the all wheel drive and the comfort of knowing that whatever the situation there's a 90% chance I got it covered. Yeah. Like I haven't come across a situation yet where I've had to tap out or say like, I can't do this. So there's a lot of comfort in that. If I could change one thing, I think it would be, you know, what we talked about earlier. I wish, I mean, I wish it was a six speed just because I love that. 
Yeah. And um, I wish I wish that if I had had that option, I definitely would be driving a six speed with the two point five. But they yeah, they, that doesn't even exist. Exactly. Yeah. I wish it did. I I mean, a lot of people have said that is you know it, it would have been nice if they would have had even a limited, you know, for those select few people that might be like, oh, I feel like I won the lottery getting a six-speed 2.5, you know, sport, that uh, it would have been nice to offer that, just at least a few of them. If they did, like, a special color and, like, a one out of 500 thing, so they, like, make them, like, a collector thing, you know, that would be be sick. Like, when they did the Desert Khaki limited run on on the 2023s, you know, it would have been cool if they could have had a Desert Khaki with a 2.5 with a manual. Yeah. And a little number plate telling you. Yeah. You know, Come on, Subaru. Yeah. People, people will buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are my Volkswagen ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How has owning your Subaru and your Crosstrek changed your life? I th- Like we were talking about earlier, I wasn't really getting off road previously. And now it's like I can be driving anywhere and I see like some crusty little trail going down into the woods and I slow down. And I'm like, ooh, let's. We could see what's down there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, am I going to discover a really awesome mountain trail or am I going to discover a meth lab? Let's see which one it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah an, an RV parked out there somewhere with the smoke yeah. coming out of the windows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I, I've had people on the podcast say that and I do it too, where I'm driving and I'll see a road going off like a gravel road or something. And I'm like, where does that go? And it's too bad I'm on my way somewhere because it'd be kind of cool to just go see what's down that road, but I can't. I mean, I've even done, I think you've talked about this before where like, I think you said like your son's high school had a bunch of mud or something. And it's like, I've done that where I've been somewhere and I just saw a bunch of mud and I was like, like, well, yeah. nobody's around. I'm just going to go dip into that real quick. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like you have to, you know, I mean, I, cause it's, it, it rains often in Houston, you know, in the Houston area. Yeah. And so, you know, I will have just washed my car, which isn't often, but at least washed the mud off of it that was on it before and not actually given it a proper wash. But I'll get, you know, I'll go to like the self car washes and get the power washer and get all the mud off and get it looking at least a lot better. And then a couple of days later, it'll be raining and I'm like, Oh man, I know it's muddy over there. <laughs> I just yeah. cleaned it off. So like, it's it's so tempting to be like just going and hitting the mud and uh it's hard to not. It's fun, it's satisfying. Like I said, I mean, sometimes I have Monday through Friday where all I'm doing is driving through mud, but it never gets like old. You know, it's always fun. You yeah, know? it's like you feel it slip around and everything. Oh, I, I love will say that the, feeling. If you're in Houston, you're also where there's a lot of bald cypress. So I will say, be leery of cypress knees. They like stick up and they're made out of like, you know, cypress wood, which is really strong. I've driven through water and mud that had cypress knees I didn't see. And I smacked a front wheel into it and they will knock your wheel out of alignment. Oh, that's not good. So, so next time you're in like some mud, if you're like down by a river or swamp and you see those like little knee things sticking up. Yeah. Just just be leery. Like, like you don't want to plow your, you know, your cross trek into one of those too hard because they will knock your wheel out of alignment. Yeah. The place that I go, I mean, it's just big open field with grass That's and cool. mud. Yeah. yeah. 
So I don't have to worry about it. So you're just out there like by yourself, just doing Yeah, and I'm I'm sure I'm not (laughs) supposed to be, but there's already some ruts that are out there because there are cars that drive back there because there's baseball fields Mm -hmm. and then there's like this athletic hill where you can like go and run up and down. But people will drive back there and park there for, I guess they like, because that's not like where you go into the baseball fields. You go actually go through the other side, but... There's a lot of cars that'll be out there, and I'm not really sure for what. But so there's already like ruts and stuff there. But when it gets muddy, you know, I'll go like either late at night or early on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning or something. And, you know, there's nobody around. And I'm like, man, I hope somebody in the house is over there doesn't call the cops. They're like, <laughs> hey, there's some guy over there in a car ripping it up, you know. Uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Just go for it. Yeah. Be like, I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this is private property. Well, I mean, it's not really a school property, but there's, like I said, there's usually cars back there, but they're not usually doing (laughs) what I'm doing. So it's like, I uh, figured if I drove in figure eights, I would find my way out. Yeah. I just, I don't know. My car keeps like sliding around. I can't make my way back to the gate. I just, you know, it's not working out for me. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I love that slipping around feeling in the mud. That's a lot. That's, it's really cool. Yeah. One of my favorite videos to search on YouTube is Subarus in the mud. And there's like uh, videos of guys and like STIs at like, it, it looks like they're at like a rodeo or something and it's just yeah. full of mud and they're just like, you know, like two inches, you know, ground clearance, just like, bah, 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 just going through like the thickest, like nastiest mud. And they make it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say about your cross trek or your Subaru journey before we get out of here? That's pretty much it. I mean, just to summarize, I mean, I I couldn't be happier with my Subaru. It's been a huge part of the animal conservation work that I do. It's a great daily driver, and uh, it's just been really fitting to to my overall life. And I I highly recommend them. You know, I, I I've been the reason for different people buying them over the last year or so. That's good. um, Yeah, I just tell people like, man, if you want to be safe and if you want to know that you're going to be able to handle any situation, like Subaru is the way to go. And, you know, like I said, couldn't be happier. And, you know, I've got to drive back over to my house tonight. Potentially there's going to be some winter weather. So I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great because it's a car that can get you off the pavement. It's, they're functional. They're very capable. And they're very affordable. And that's like one of the best parts is it's not like, you know, it's not an inexpensive car, but it's not an expensive car. And you're not buying a car that's like at this price point that's like just mediocre. Like they're really great cars. At exactly. That price point. There's, there's no one else offering all wheel drive standard, especially at the price that you can yeah. get a Subaru. Yeah. If you want even, you know, even the market segment of crossovers, which has become wildly popular now. And look how many of them are basically doing a knockoff of a Crosstrek, but they're front wheel drive. And if you want them with all wheel drive, you know, they have an all wheel drive system that's not as good as what a Subaru comes with. And it's more expensive. So you're going to yeah. pay 37 or 38, you know, thousand dollars for a lesser all wheel drive system on a knockoff of a Crosstrek. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, you do the math and it, there's, there's just nobody that, that does it the way Subaru does as affordable as they do and as safe as they do. When I yeah. got my car, my insurance dropped dramatically 
it dropped so dramatically that wow. my insurance company had to come up with new ways to try and charge me <laughs> for to raise my insurance back up. They were like, "We're losing money on this guy." Like, too bad. You know, they, yeah. So it, it, it there. I, I don't know. I don't really see like you know a downside to them. And Subaru has also always been um, a unique company, and they've always been kind of quirky. Especially you know you go back to older Subarus, and they, oh yeah, you you can't mistake them. You know the Bajas and. SBX, the SBX. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's so many just classic, amazing cars that, that they've done. And, um, you know, they're just, I, I I've always loved like unique car companies and, and Subaru has always been one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks again for taking the time and I'm excited to have you as my first guest for 2023 and, uh, glad to be back with the podcast again after my break, my much needed break. But uh, yeah, thanks again. It was fun hearing about how your Subaru serves your lifestyle during the week. Yeah, thank you. You Happy New Year. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, you too. It's uh, 2023, man. It's been, it's crazy. Time's moving too fast. (laughs) I know. The older you get, the faster it goes by. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks again. I hope you have a good night and uh, we'll look forward to uh, hearing this episode. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the first episode of the new year. Also, the first episode moving into year three of the podcast. If you're not doing so, go give Greg a follow. You can find him at graynotblue 22 You can also find him, that was on Instagram, you can also find him on Instagram at Greg's Turtle Haven, and again, his YouTube channel that he mentioned that is also Greg's Turtle Haven. So go check out all of that action with the alligator snapping turtles. I follow him on Instagram on both accounts, and I think I've watched a couple of his YouTube videos, but I'd like to go check out some more because it's very, very interesting work. So... Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for sticking around and bearing with me during my break. And um, I hope everybody came back. Maybe we picked up some more people for the podcast. That would be great. As I mentioned earlier at the very beginning, be sure to listen all the way through because I included some bloopers and because they happen a lot and I've always cut them out. So I thought moving forward, moving into the third year, I thought it would be kind of fun to include those at the end. Thanks again, Greg, for being my first guest of 2023 and the first guest moving into the third year of the podcast, the Subi and You podcast. Hope you all have a great day. Hope you had a happy New Year weekend and celebration if you did do that. Or maybe you just relax at home and that's okay too. That's what we did. So anyway, see you later and look forward to another episode next Monday. Here we go with some bloopers. I'll have to find a beep or some kind of like something fun to add in with it too at some point. So anyway, talk to you later. Have a good one. And now we will get into this episode with Greg, who goes by Gray Not Blue 2020. So my first guest coming back to the podcast is gray not blue 2020 dang it that's not right i gotta get this one right there's something i was gonna ask and i can't remember now let's see if i can try to remember what it was 
We were we were talking about um, if I've met up with anybody locally. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But there was something I was going to ask before that because I asked that because I was trying to think of the other question. Oh, I know what it was. So because you had your golf or no, let me try that again. You can follow him at Greg, not Greg, not Blue Twenty Two, Gray, not Blue Twenty Twenty. See, I can't say 22. I keep saying 2022. I don't know why. Like, Why can't I just say 22? Okay, take 5,000. You can find him at Gray's Turtle Haven. Wow. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Is this how we're going to start off this new year? Not Gray's. Greg's. And there are your first bloopers of the new year. So hope you all enjoyed Again, have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday for another episode. Adios.